This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs why, how, and the road to now. With hosts Mike Fusco and Ray Ramirez. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Ray. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining Ray and I on the Team Business Podcast. We are very excited today. Ray, were you super excited today for our guest or what? Oh yeah, man. I've been, we've been uh, I've been wanting him to come on to our podcast for a while. I'm glad he finally made the time to do so. Yeah, he's super busy, but he's going to take you know 45 minutes or an hour of his day to speak to us. And you guys are going to love what he has to say because he's a well-known leader in the technology industry, which is obviously on the forefront nowadays yeah. of most yeah. business discussions. And you know, with a footprint in robots and artificial intelligence and all the good stuff that goes on in the tech world today. Yeah, definitely. He's very tenured, seasoned, um, a leading expert in what Mike mentioned just right now, artificial intelligence and consumer electronics and research. So he's has quite the resume and uh, has a proven track record in some of the projects that we're going to talk about that he's been in part of and what he's doing now. Very excited to have him on today. Yeah, his, his most current project, which we will talk about today is going to blow your mind. Yeah. Um, which actually a lot of what he's done is going to blow your mind. Yeah. But even more capable is the fact that not only does he have the technical side of the business down, but he also has created quite the team of people around him to, to elevate his latest project. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's balancing a lot of plates here. I mean, not only the, from the technical side, as you mentioned, but from the leadership side, the entrepreneurial side, the business administration side, all the above, he's been able to balance and find success. And he does a ton of PR work. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. And I mean, that's got to be true. I mean, how he has the energy, because I see him a lot on a local uh, or on online and, and well, doing all types of stuff. I mean, well, his yeah, energy his, is unreal. Yeah, his latest project now, I mean, as a CEO, he's trying to push that out, market that out as much as possible. And so... I mean, from the surface, uh, from the outside looking in, it just seems like he has an abundance of energy. He sure does. So Ray and I are going to be back uh, just a moment here to talk a little bit more about episode six of the Team Business Podcast and explain to you who our guest is going to be. Stay tuned. Team Business. Thank you again for joining us on the sixth episode of the Team Business Podcast. Ray and I are thankful for our audience. I hope you guys enjoyed the first five episodes. We had some real heavy hitters, huh, Ray? Yeah, definitely. It's been exciting. I can't believe uh, we're uh, at number six now, and it uh, seems like we're just, we're just cranking these out now. Yeah, for those of you guys who have listened, I mean, some of the people we've had on up to this point are, are real leaders in the business world. You know, I would I would recommend for you guys and anyone who's looking to start a business, owns a business, has an entrepreneurial spirit, listen to our episodes Yeah, and take take clear notes of, of some of the tips that they gave you. Yeah, definitely. I, I think there's a lot of beneficial uh, tips and insight that anyone um, in any sort of capacity when you're trying to work as a team or lead a team, you a lot of takeaways. 
before we introduce our guest today, who's going to blow your mind and tell you some things that you've never heard before. Uh, what's going on in the sports in the sports world, man? We there's a little bit of a dead oh, period. Oh man, a little bit of a dead period, man. The only thing going on right now is uh, football. Which yeah, I mean, how about the Maryland Terrapins? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with those guys? You see them go up to Penn State and put a whooping on the Nittany Lions. Oh wow, wow. Well, at least you're you didn't see that, did you? No, I was just watching your Giants lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys look a lot better. Let me tell you. Actually, the Giants won last weekend. Oh, did they really? Oh man, yeah, they, beat, they beat the lowly Deadskins, or what's the name of that team now? I don't know. The Washington something, <laughs> whatever they are. Uh, poor Ray, man. Uh, Thinks the Cowboys are going to be back sometime soon, but they're not. Yeah, well, we we gave, we gave Pittsburgh Steelers run for the money. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we didn't came up a little short, though, brother. Got to yeah. win. Got to finish the job. Well, come on. We're playing with an eighth-string <laughs> quarterback. What do you expect? <laughs> so, guys, today we are delighted to welcome Paolo Perjanian, who is the CEO, founder, and uh, really the engine behind Embodied Inc., which Embodied Inc. is a company. They're headquartered in Pasadena. But they're at the leading edge of robotics, technology, artificial intelligence. Ray, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what they do? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they uh, they started off, uh, they've only been around for probably like five years at this point, um, started off on the R&D side of it, uh, but now they've uh, blossomed to having a product they're marketing in the market that's been released in 2020, obviously in light of COVID, slowed, slowed everybody down to a certain extent, but doesn't seem to be slowing Paolo down at all, one bit, and he has a product in the market, I can't wait for him to talk about it, called Moxie. Yep. That is uh, artificial intelligence robot that interacts uh, with human beings. And the whole purpose of it is really a position to interact with children, especially children who have uh, uh, deficiencies in social, socialized and whatnot. Social interaction. Yeah, exactly. Them, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's really cool. Paolo's background, uh, he was with iRobot for several years, right? What was, yeah, it? What was, was his uh, position at iRobot? He was the... Um, I don't want to chop this up, but he was the chief technology officer of iRobots. Um, all, we all know how that blew up nationally. Yep. yep. Um, he's part of, been part of some other projects as well. Uh, what was the one you mentioned here before? Yeah, Happiest Baby. Happiest Baby, exactly. So Yeah, a lot of young parents out there will, will, will uh, recognize that name. But something that I've noticed in dealing with tech companies and – you know, Embodied is probably the largest tech company that we've had the pleasure of working with uh, closely. But tech companies, their team is so important. Oh, for sure. The people that have it around them. Like you need to have in so many different elements of the business, you need to have people that are staples in your company to help you elevate and bring these products to market. And Embodied is no different. Yeah, I mean, that tech industry, I mean, we, uh, I've had the pleasure of having them as a client and various other tech companies as clients and common denominator is high stress, highly competitive. Um, a lot of, uh, I guess, initiatives are taxed on the employees and in, 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 in put them in a environment in order to collaborate, create synergy, and be able to actually progress their ideas. And uh, that is uh, not anything that's to be taken lightly. And uh, again, at the end of the day, in companies such as like Embodied with their investors, they, they expect results. And so essentially at the end of the day, it's high stress. And uh, when these companies are also trying to compete with larger tech companies, your Googles and Amazons of the world, yep. they're trying to keep these key employees. And so creating the sure. right team, leadership team is hugely important. Yeah, when we went up to visit the last time, 
which was before COVID. Yeah. You know, something I noticed is the environment and the atmosphere and the culture of the office there up in Pasadena, people really seem to enjoy the, you know, the, the working environment that they're in. It seemed like a young environment and a vibrant yeah. environment. Uh, what I want to talk to Paolo about at some point today is how do you keep that same culture in play but have people working now in different locations because of COVID? Yeah, I'd love to see what what he's been in, uh, implementing in that regard because I know, you know, synergy and being able to keep the collaborative spirit is key to his company. Absolutely. So Ray and I are going to be back here. Uh, we're going to bring on Paolo and we're going to uh, introduce you to him and, and speak to him today about his company, his latest project, which is Moxie, uh, the team he's assembled at Embodied, and just, you know, kind of talk about some other cool things that he has going on. And uh, yeah, we thank you for joining us on the Team Business Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment. Thank you. Team Business. Thank you, every, everyone, again, for joining us on this episode of the Team Business Podcast. Ray and I are honored to be joined by Paolo Perjanian from Embodied Inc. Hi, Paolo. How are you? Great. I'm good. How about yourself? Very well. Thanks again for joining us and for uh, being with our audience today on Team Business. Of course. It's my pleasure. Yeah, Paolo, we've been uh, I've been excited to have you on our podcast. It's, uh, I know you're, you're working a lot of great stuff. Uh, we have a lot of great guests so far, but uh, been excited to talk about your your uh, your background and whatnot, and uh, get into it. Uh, very excited to have you on today. Thank you very much, Ray. Good to see you. So that said, Paolo, will you tell our audience a little bit before we talk about your company and, and your latest project, a little bit about your background, maybe where you're from where you studied and how you got involved in the industry you're in today? Yeah, well, it goes a while back. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm a PhD in robotics. I went to school in Denmark, um, got my master's, and then got a PhD in computer vision and robotics. So I've been doing this for a while. And about 20 years ago, I moved to the U.S. with the purpose of working on my childhood dream job, which was working for NASA JPL. And when I was there, uh, I worked on uh, precursor missions to Mars, so building robots that can uh, cooperate to build uh, structures for habitats and so on. Uh, while I was at uh, JPL and doing what I loved, uh, I was approached by Bill Gross of Idealab, who is a very uh, successful entrepreneur, uh, had huge successes during the dot-com uh, boom, and uh, he approached me and said he wants to start a robotics company and they were looking for a chief technology officer. Uh, although I had my exciting job at JPL working on rovers for Mars and all that, uh, entrepreneurship was something that was interesting to me because I didn't know much about it. So that was an enticing offer. So I left uh, my job at, I, at, uh, at JPL to join Idealab to start a company called Evolution Robotics in 2001, way, way too early uh, to become the Microsoft of robotics was the sort of long-term vision. And eventually I actually became the CEO of the company. We developed some amazing technologies using computer vision techniques to allow robots to have spatial awareness of space. Uh, and uh, in 2012, uh, we got acquired by iRobot 
which is the company that many people know in the consumer space that does a Roomba robotic right. vacuum cleaners. And, right. uh, and that's how I, sort of I, I, that's the last 15 years of my life. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Very impressive. So, of course. Uh, so Paula, just let me ask you, uh, at what point in time did you discover a love for the industry you're in? I mean, what, I mean, there's a lot, the technical side of it, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but what, at what point did you just say like, hey, this is what I want to do? You know what? I think it's a very good question. I have reflected on that a few times. And I think uh, I've always been driven by my curiosity for the unknown. So I remember when I was at Aalborg University in Denmark and I was uh, looking to do my master's program, and you know, in my school in Denmark, you had to combine it with a project that was practical implementation of whatever you're learning in the classroom, right? So you had to be hands-on. And at that time I was doing a combination of computer engineering and computer science. And I was going from lab to lab, just uh, learning about what the different labs are doing. And I remember walking into the uh, robotics lab and who later became my professor, Henry Christensen. He was standing there with his leg up on top of this big box with a big computer on top of it and a massive set of cameras on it, which looked like two eyes like Wally. -E. And I'm like, wow, that, that sounds, uh, that looks really impressive. That's a massive machine and massive computer on top of it with cameras. I sort of wonder what, what that is. So I asked Henry, can he start telling me, well, we do research about robotics here. We're trying to figure out how to make robots to navigate in the environment, go from room A to room B and so on. And uh, that's how I fell in love with robots. And, and the rest of it is history. Nice. That's, that's a great story. Appreciate that. So I, we know from working with your, your team and your company that it takes a lot to build the team. And in the technology space, I would assume just from you know, knowing everyone within your firm that everyone kind of has to, they have their own unique challenges, their own duties, responsibilities that they have to you know, handle on a day-to-day -day basis. So how did you, Paolo, how do you go about building a team with such different diversity and elements to get to where you are today? Well, you're hitting on a, on the sort of, I think the core uh, talent required by anyone uh, wanting to build a company is team building. Uh, it starts and ends with a team, the success of a company, I believe. Uh, so I have over the years developed a lot of my skills around understanding how to build a team, motivate a team, and, uh, and expand the team to grow, to thrive together, to pursue missions that seem impossible. Uh, that's the nature of a startup, right? We usually go for things that are moonshotty, uh, especially embodied, which we'll talk about a bit more later. Uh, so how do you convince people to join you when you're only one man in an empty office with one desk, right? And then going right. from there to keep adding to the team is one aspect of it. The other aspect is how do you organize the work and especially for robotics, which is multidisciplinary. Uh, you have people from the creative uh, areas to engineering and computer science and machine learning. How do you get them to right. work together effectively? So there are many, many aspects of this that over the years I've tried to get better at, and it's super important that, that one is able to do that. Thank you.
Yeah, definitely. I know that, uh, I mean, I've been working with Embodied as for a few years now. And uh, yeah, I, some of the people you've listed on there, I know one of your main guys is Craig Allen, who's got a good background of, of his own as well. Can you tell us a little about him? And Yeah, yeah. Craig is an amazing individual. Uh, he's a creative storyteller. So he, he, has, he comes from basically uh, Hollywood, if you will. From, he started his career in Disney doing online interactive games. He moved on to Jim Henson Company, which does animatronics for entertainment, animatronic characters and so on. And then he started his own video gaming studio that uh, created the first Call of Duty title, which was a smashing success. Yep. And uh, this was a natural progression for him, right? He went from online games to uh, sort of robotic puppets, to a uh, successful video game title. And now the next one was going to be a robot that interacts with you. It's a, it's a cartoon character brought to life. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so we're going to ask about Moxie in just, just a minute here. But before that, I think something our audience would like to know and something we've been touching on this year because of COVID. And Ray and I, when we visited you guys in Pasadena, we noticed that you have a great work atmosphere, great environment. People really seem to enjoy working in the office. Great space, you know, open space, all the cool stuff that comes along with a modern company. How do you continue to allow your team to collaborate and still feel the culture of the company while you had to shift to more remote and virtual working? Well, very good question. I think uh, a number of things. So number one, as I talked about before, we, we, everything starts and ends with a team and core to, to the success of the team is a team culture, a culture of empowerment, right? Uh, where everyone feels empowered that they can have impact on everything they do. There's transparency. Uh, there is a uh, desire to accomplish the impossible. So we started actually six months into the company. I sat down and read, wrote this document called the culture doc the culture document, which is not about here are values, here's our mission, here's our vision, but here, here are the behaviors we encourage and how we work together as a team uh, and how we would strive to become a high-performing team. So that culture document became a foundation and everyone in the company, from day one we hired them to the day one they are on the job, we, 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 we have orientation and we walk them through this and explain to them what this means and then we keep practicing this. It's almost like martial arts. You get better and better when you practice. So uh, at the time in March of this year, when we had to go to lockdown and, and remote work, fortunately, we had created a strong enough foundation in the core team that understood and, and breathed the culture. And the combined with the fact that we have a very empowering mission of having a huge impact on children's lives that are team members believe in, I think that, allow, that was the glue that allowed us to work almost under any condition. Certainly we have gone through different phases, right? In the beginning, it was like, oh my God, how are we gonna deal with this? And yeah. terms with it and say, I'm gonna adjust to this. We have, we have a lot of online meetings. We have every week or every other week, we have all hands where we go through details. We are very transparent. Like last yesterday, we had one, someone said, how are our financials? And I gave them, blow by blow where we are. Here's how much runway we have. This is what the challenges will be and so on. And I think that kind of transparency gives the team the trust they need to work together. And, 
and trust in between the team members is super important, especially when we are not there together anymore, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are only seeing each other virtually for the most part. And the glue is the culture, the trust, and the transparency. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. A great answer. Um, well, I know that 2020 has been a big year for Embodied. Uh, in light of COVID, uh, it doesn't seem like you're slowing down one bit. I think I see a new podcast or some sort of uh, article in the in the market about what you're uh, basically trying to push in the market, which is Moxie. Love to know more about that, how that came together, and what and what the the direction is on that model. Absolutely, yeah. So Moxie is a animated companion robot. Think of it as a cartoon character from Pixar, but in physical form. Uh, and it can interact with you using eye contact. When you sit in front of it, it would actually make eye contact that looks really endearing and not creepy. It can smile back at you. You can talk to it and have a conversation uh, about almost anything. Uh, and then Moxie will use that opportunity to do engage with a child in the age range of five to 10 to work on things that are developing social, emotional, and cognitive skills. So that is the core purpose with Moxie, to help children promote their social, emotional, and cognitive skills. What we usually call soft skills, but they are essential life skills. The kind of skills we were just talking about, team building, sure. right? Right, right, right. I've spent many, many thousands of hours coding and doing math and equations and building computers and robots, which is the hard skills. But what we talked about mostly, and we'll probably spend more time talking about this, what brings success in life is having those soft skills. So we are trying to help children with promoting those social, emotional, and cognitive skills that are essential for having a successful personal life as well as, as, well as a successful career life. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's brilliant. So for, for the people listening and uh, what, what's, like, is there an age range of, of children that you focus in? And is there a certain things that, you know, parents would look for in, in bringing Moxie into a child's life? Or what types of things would do you right. say about yeah. that? So it's for children between five to 10 years old. And it's for okay. neurodiversity of children, right? So there may be children that have actually been diagnosed with any social, emotional, developmental challenges. But it also could be neurotypical children that have no, not been diagnosed with any of these challenges. And uh, so if, if, you have a, if you have a child that has been diagnosed clearly, the values that Moxie provides resonate with you very clearly. But also if you have a typically developing child, but one that may be dealing with some anxiety issues, maybe with some stress issues, especially under lockdown in COVID where you're cut off from being able to hang out with your yeah. friends and so on. Yeah. So it appeals to both, both parts, right, of, of the spectrum. And, and then what Moxie does is it's like a friend, a non-judgmental companion that comes into your life. It's supportive in its conversations with you, uh, but also it has curated content that incorporates in it techniques from child development. We have child development experts on our, uh, on our staff as well. Okay. Um, amazing, amazing. That use techniques from therapy and child development techniques and so on that are working on teaching children all these skills. I can mention a few that are simple and easy to understand, such as 
uh, emotional regulation. So if you're stressed out and so on, doing breathing exercises or meditation journeys and so on is a way to calm down and get a bit control over the emotions that may be running wild, right? I mean, even as adults, we learn, Yeah. hopefully, yeah. we learn to do this, <laughs> right? Yeah. Meditation. Ho- hopefully, right. <laughs> right? I mean, we, when we were kids, we, we were told, like, when you're mad, don't make a decision. Count till 10 before you answer. That's a very simple technique for calming yourself. Let your vitals settle. Let your blood pressure go down. Let your breathing rhythm come back. So Moxie does that in much deeper levels and, and mm. so on. And then it goes to a lot more deeper things in trying to help children understand and explore the emotional world and the world around them in terms of social skills. Uh, how do you deal with uh, making mistakes, right? If you're a child that you, you, you think you screwed up something and now you have this guilt feeling and so on, how do you come to terms with it? Do you own up to it? Do you deny it? Do you, what do you do? Do you, do you speak about it to someone trusted like your parents or your, your, your siblings? Sure. Uh, do you uh, learn from the opportunity so that this doesn't happen again and you feel proud? It's, it's a moment. It's an opportunity for learning. And then we go to a lot more complex things like... Uh, what about empathy, uh, compassion? Uh, and, and we are using a bunch of different uh, activities that are embedding these techniques in them. Let me talk a little bit about that, uh, which be, makes it even more clear. That'd be great. So, so we have things like uh, uh, book reading, where you read a story to Moxie. Not the, not the other way around where you say, for instance, Alexa, tell me a story. Yeah, yeah. But it's you actually reading to Moxie and Moxie is understanding every single word you're, you're saying, right? Wow. And then Moxie will have conversations about the topic of the book. And there are some hand-selected curated books that we have chosen that Moxie understands. And you can have read it to Moxie. And then Moxie, by the way, will, will make it fun and exciting to read to it. It will make some soundscapes that immerse the child into the story as well as some sound effects that are triggered by what the child is reading. So if you say, for instance, and uh, Max uh, got into, uh, sailed to the ocean, you will hear ocean sound coming in the background. So it's, it has understanding of the word <laughs> and so on. That's cool. great. Uh, or the monsters show up and you can hear some noises that go along with that. And then at the end, Moxie will have a conversation about the story and trying to understand if the child understands the core concepts. Why did this child feel scared? Why did he want to go home? Do you ever miss your parents? Do you ever feel like you, you want to go home to your parents and all that? Uh, have you ever been on a journey where it was scary? So it walks the child through that and teaches them a bunch of emotional tools that allows them to expand their social emotional development. And then we have things like daily missions where we give the child a daily mission to do something. For instance, it would be uh, if you are teaching the child about kindness, we want to, for instance, have them write some kind notes and spread them around the home to share them with family members and then have a conversation about it and then come back and tell Moxie about what you learned about that. So it's like a supportive companion that guides you in the right direction and allows you through that to explore learning social emotional development. Now, does it pick up on, would it be, pick up on different characteristics of, of different children? Does it kind of, yeah. 
Yes, so we do. Uh, there, the, the other whole part of Moxie is that there is a companion app for the parents that runs on a smartphone uh, that allows the parent to keep track of how their child is doing on various metrics that we are measuring, right? Okay, wow. So we can measure how every single child is doing. And uh, when you're interacting with Moxie, Moxie is measuring this in real time and adapting its behavior to the child uh, as well. So we can pick up from facial expressions, we can pick up emotions from the sentences you say, we can pick up the sentiment. If you say, I was really sad yesterday, Moxie will say, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. What happened? Can you tell me more? And then you understand this uh, context of the content that the child is talking to Moxie about, and Moxie will respond and adapt to that. Uh, so yeah, there is a lot of adaptation and personalization that happens both in real time, but as well as tracking it over time to give the parents a dashboard and insights into the child's development. Amazing. Well, it's amazing that you've created a, <laughs> a robot that has, I mean, the combination of the hardware and the software to bring it all together and just to, for this purpose. I mean, it's, for any child with any sort of uh, deficiencies or challenges or for that, let alone COVID, I mean, it's a great, it's a great invention. Must be proud. Thank you very much. Well, yeah. it's it's been a moonshot, but we are uh, we are happy to be where we are with a with a product. And now the product is get, is now being delivered to people, correct? Or how do people get? How, if somebody wants a Moxie, how do people get Moxie? So right now we are still doing beta testing with families. We want to make sure the entire user experience is going to be really polished. So we are the last phase of polish and development. We came out of stealth in April and since then we were able to take reservations so people can reserve Moxie and we had overwhelming demand. So we actually closed down the reservation taking because we, uh, we don't have the supply to be able to meet the demand right now. So we, we don't want to disappoint people making reservations and then not having access to Moxie when sure. it's available. Uh, right now, you can go to our website, embodied.com or moxyrobot.com. Both go to the same place. And you can sign up to get a notification for when the next batch of robots are available. We are expecting to ship uh, robots to the first batch of reservation holders in the next uh, few months. Exactly when, I don't know, because the wildcard for us, as well as many other companies, has been COVID. We are manufacturing the hardware in China. Supply chains have been disrupted in a big way. Shipping and handling has been disrupted. So we don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. So we're waiting to make sure we have all the uh, supplies and stock in our warehouse in LA before we open it up to shipment to the first uh, sort of batch of families. And then we'll open it up to the people that have signed up for notifications. And we can tell them it's available now. If you're interested, you can go order it. Perfect. You want to... Yeah, so Paolo, I, from what I see, I mean, you were meant to be in, in the uh, tech industry in the robotics business, and seems like from a young age you knew what you wanted to do. If you weren't involved in 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 this industry, what would you what would you find yourself doing? What do you think you'd be doing? Well, I mean, I think there are two options for me. One is following my curiosity, which has led me to where I am right now. Uh, I the other area that I find myself spending more and more time and I've done it since I was younger, but I'm doing it more now is uh, humanitarian uh, activities. 
Mm. Uh, so I've been involved in those and increasingly so over the years. Uh, and sort of the thing that maybe is appealing to me about Moxie is that it's a combination of both, right? It's, it's, yeah, sure. it's not humanitarian, but it's very human. Yes. And it's technology, right? I love technology. Uh, that's the muscle I've uh, trained myself on over the years. But also it combines it with the fact that we can have impact on, on many children. Uh, yeah. And beyond that, uh, other, other parts of our society can benefit from the technology we have developed as well. Uh, so that's the perfect uh, sweet spot for me, I think. Perfect. Well, let me ask you a less serious question here. <laughs> so uh, speaking of your spouse, if, if your spouse was asked the question, you know, what would she think she would say is the best thing she likes about you and the least she likes about you? I think the both questions probably have the same answer. Uh, <laughs> she, I think she, she would say that when you set your mind to something, you will do it no matter how hard the challenge is. Uh, and the, the, the thing that she dislikes about me to some extent may be that as well, uh, because it takes a lot of time and dedication and some sacrifices uh, with respect to your family to do that. Although I have to say, I'm very lucky to have a super supportive family to allow me to do this. Before this, as we, we were talking in the introduction section, I was the CTO at iRobot after they'd acquired my previous company, which was also an uphill battle and a moonshot, but we made it work and iRobot, great company to acquire us. And at iRobot, it was much easier, right? And it, uh, by the way, much more secure path uh, and iRobot is very generous with their uh, comp packages. So when I decided to leave, my wife and my son were both shocked, but understood that you got to do what you got to do. Like if you have a passion for something, yeah. it's not about money. It's about the passion and the impact you want to have. You only live once, right? Yeah. Uh, you want to be able to wake up in the morning and think to yourself, I'm doing everything I wanted to do. I'm doing everything I can do rather than I'm, I'm riding the wave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And are, do you, I'm sure there's challenges, you know, with delivering an, a Moxie and, and with building Moxie and where you guys have come, you know, would you say that you still enjoy the day to day in, in running the business? I do enjoy it, but I have to say any startup is a roller coaster, right? Right. I'm sure. I'm sure. You have yeah. the high highs and then you have the low lows. So it does take about a bit, a bit of, or a lot of tenacity and grit to be able to go through that emotional roller coaster and not be uh, flustered by it because you will have it. I mean, one yeah. day it's yeah. going to be about, am I going to close the financing round that's going to enable our company to continue paying the bills for our employees? And are they is that, am I going to hit that deadline to be able to get the supplies I need to build the robots I need to ship to my customers? Am I going to be able to hire the candidate when we need to hire to be able to enable to do this and that? So there's constant, there's no shortage of yeah. challenges. I mean, if, if yeah. I go through a day without a challenge, I would be worried that there may be something I'm not aware of. <laughs> right, right. You're true. thinking, where is the challenge today, you know? Yeah. <laughs> want to wrap it up yeah so paolo so our you know team business theme is 
we kind of bring sports into it a little bit. Barry and I are both, we both enjoy sports. <laughs> so what's your, you know, what do you enjoy watching sports? And if so, what is your ideal sport and where do you enjoy watching it? I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm, I'm <laughs> one of those guys that is not into watching sports. I used to play sports basketball myself. Oh, really? Great. I injured my legs so much that I can't <laughs> do that anymore. But uh, I mean, if I had to say maybe, quote unquote, a sport, I enjoy watching poker online uh, on TV. Oh, do you? Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a cool. That's, it is a sport. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun game. Do you play? Do you like to play? I like to. I'm not good at it or not yeah. professional by any means, but uh, but when I get a chance, I do like playing it because I think it reflects uh, the life of the entrepreneur a little bit because it's it's both a combination of luck and skill. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and do you does will Moxie help children uh, in sports or team sports or developing uh, certain? Act- Anything no, like not that? right now. We don't have content yeah. for that. Uh, we are focused on social, emotional, and cognitive development. But I mean, Moxie is a, like a platform similar to like Xbox is a platform for gaming. So over sure. time, as we have more bandwidth and uh, sort of resources, we will expand in adding more curriculum on Moxie that will expand in many different directions, whether it's physical activities or math and uh, science education, you know? Those yeah. are all possibilities. Yeah, that's the great thing about what I'm thinking is with Moxie, it's, it could be updated and its possibilities are endless, right, for the for the user. It gets updated over the air, so it's Wi-Fi connected, and you will get updates pretty much every month that both upgrade the software, the underlying core software that allows Moxie to know what's going on in the environment and interact with you, but also it adds new activities on, on the deck. So, yeah, See, that's we, cool. we're planning yeah. to continuously update it. Perfect. That's, That's awesome. great. That's great. Ray, anything else that you wanted to do? No, I'm just kind of curious when I can have one. <laughs> <laughs> Get we'll on let you know. You got to go online. And I know. You got to go online. Moxie, right? Moxie.com. Yes. MoxieRobot.com or embodied.com. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, Paolo, thanks again so much. We really appreciate your time and you're it's very thankful. Fun. We know that you're very busy. No, it's yeah. fun. It's, uh, I mean, uh, we love talking about what we have been working on for the last five years. So thank you for giving us the opportunity to do that. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. And I, something Ray and I were speaking about before you got on is your energy. You know, I see you a lot online and, you know, across LinkedIn and you, you meet with a lot of people and you talk about uh, Moxie a lot and you must get, it's, it's got to be tiring sometimes, right? To do all the, all the meetings and all the travel and all the interviewing and you know that the the interviews are uh, refreshing because I mean we have been living in this world literally entrenched in building developing Moxie for the last five years without talking about it to anyone else. So having the ability to share what we have built is exciting, and it's a bit of a break away from the day day to day grind of uh, the actual sausage making, which is n- never pretty. Presentations like this uh, can be much prettier than the actual fact of building the <laughs> Right. Yeah. That the makes sausage. sense. Yeah, because you had to keep it contained for so long. Right. That it's fun to talk about all your all your work and what yeah. it's come to. I mean, in exactly. the same in this in the same frame of reference, you know, us hosting this podcast, we see it in the same light as well. I mean, from being insurance brokers to being yeah. able to take a 
sidestep and do something fun for our clients. Right, exactly. I mean, on, on, on insurance broker, you have all these numbers and compliance and this and that and that. You got to grind through online forms you have to fill and so on. And of course, that gets tiring, but having a real personal connection like we get an opportunity to do here, it's, it's, uh, it's actually what it is all about. Yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely refreshing. Well, thanks again, Paolo. We really appreciate it. And to our audience, you know, make sure you check out more about Moxie on moxierobot.com and also embody.com. And Paolo, we're really grateful for your time and thankful and best of luck to you going forward. Yeah. We'll of course. Good. It's my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We're here yeah, to Thank support. you. Ray and I are thankful for the time you spent with us again here on the Team Business Podcast. Thank you so much to Paolo for joining us from Embodied Inc. Paolo, we know you're busy and we appreciate the time. Please remember to listen to this episode along with the others. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Okay. Thank you.